0: Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to talk about retractions in science. In the poem, An Essay on Criticism, Alexander Pope wrote, To err is human, to forgive divine. In my latest episode called Science Q&A, I made a mistake in answering a reader's question about water beating up on his windshield. He wrote in to ask, The areas of the windshield outside the range of the wipers coalesce into droplets on the windows, while the area where the windshield wipers had wiped the water don't coalesce into droplets. It just runs off in a sheet. In response to that, I said, Well, generally, when water starts forming droplets like that, it's because it's sitting on some kind of hydrophobic surface, which is preventing it from making hydrogen bonds. Now, this explanation about water beating up on the windshield was absolutely correct. However, my hypothesis for why this was happening was completely wrong, because I misread the reader's observations completely. I said, most likely the wipers are leaving a residue of rubber and or Teflon across the area of the windshield where they pass. This results in that portion of the window being partially hydrophobic, which causes the water to bead up, since it can't spread out very well. Well, that might have been a great hypothesis if the water had been beading up in the center of the window, But since the question states that the water was beating up in the areas where the wipers weren't passing, this hypothesis is complete bunk. Well, fortunately, several Everyday Einstein listeners were kind enough to write in and inform me of this error, including a listener named Dave who provided his own hypothesis, which sounds considerably more likely than mine. The explanation of water beating up on windshields is exactly backwards. The sheets of water are on the central wiped section because the wipers have scraped off the hydrophobic sheen of oil and rubber that collects as we drive. The water beads up on the outside sections. That sounds a lot better than my hypothesis, so thanks a lot, Dave. Before I go further, I want to thank Betterment.com for sponsoring this week's podcast. Want to save more, invest for the future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you to build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you'd get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading. And their fees are the lowest in the industry. By doing less, you get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. Sign up at betterment.com everydayeinstein and you'll receive a $25 account bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. As embarrassing as such a mistake can be, I've decided to turn this into an opportunity to talk about something that isn't spoken about nearly enough in the scientific community—corrections and retractions. As some of you might know, after a scientist has finished a particular batch of research, they typically write about it in a research paper. In that paper, they discuss the research questions they were addressing, their hypothesis, the experiments they used to test the hypothesis, and the results of those experiments. At the end of each paper is usually a discussion section where the scientist gives their interpretation of the results and what they might mean for the future. Once satisfied with the paper, they send it off to a scientific journal for publication. The journal editor will review the paper and send a copy of it to two or three anonymous reviewers who will look it over to determine if the work has merit, if the experimental methods are sound, and if the conclusions reached are supported by the results of the experiment. The reviewers will make comments and recommendations about the fate of the paper and then send those back to the editor. The editor then decides whether to accept the paper, reject it, or request additional information from the scientists. Collectively, this process is called peer review because the paper is being reviewed by the scientists peers. Once the paper has been published, it appears on the journal's website, is usually published in their magazine, and is indexed in several third-party indices such as Google Scholar and PubMed. Other researchers can then find those papers when they're conducting their own research in similar fields. Unfortunately, the process is far from foolproof and sometimes mistakes slip through the system. When a paper with a mistake is published, one of three things can happen. Either nobody will ever notice or someone will realize there's a mistake and will issue a correction or the paper will be retracted, meaning it's stricken from the scientific record. According to the research journal Nature, the decision to issue a correction versus a retraction comes down to the nature of the mistake and its impact on the overall message of the paper. If the core message of the paper is still valid, but there was some flaw in the methodology or presentation of the results, a correction is issued. If the core message of the paper is no longer valid, then the paper is retracted. Unfortunately, while the media typically reports widely and sometimes inaccurately when a paper is first issued, almost nobody hears about a retraction, much less a correction, unless it's associated with some sensational scandal. Since many people store papers related to their field of research in their own personal reference libraries, they might never know that a paper they're using to guide their research is flawed. Even some major third-party indices suffer from this problem. A 2012 study in the Journal of the Medical Library Association searched the internet for over 1,700 papers that had been retracted between the years of 1973 and 2010. Over 280 of those papers were still available in a variety of locations that included educational websites, major third-party indexing services, and commercial websites. Plus, over 1,300 of the retracted papers were found in multiple online personal reference libraries that individuals had created. This means that despite the fact that those papers have been retracted either by the journals or the scientists themselves due to the inaccuracies, flaws, or flat-out scientific misconduct, those papers still sit in the public domain waiting to be used as the rationale behind further research, medical decisions, and public policy decisions. Well, fortunately, if you're interested in keeping up with which bits of science turn out not to be as scientific as originally thought, there's a fantastic resource you can turn to called Retraction Watch. Retraction Watch is a blog started in 2010 by Ivan Oransky and Adam Marcus to address several issues they found with the retraction process, including the lack of transparency that often masks why a retraction occurred. If you're interested in the research presented in a paper that was retracted, it's important to know just why that retraction happened. Was it because of technical errors which led to the wrong conclusion? If so, you might be able to deduce a different, though similarly interesting, conclusion from the same paper. Or was it because the scientists lied about the experiments ever having been done in the first place? Retraction Watch tries to answer those and other questions about papers that are retracted. Thanks again to our advertiser, Betterment.com. Want to save more, invest for the future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, well-diversified portfolio of low-cost funds that you can tailor to your goals and risk level. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you'd likely get on your own by automating your savings, as well as rebalancing your portfolio and reinvesting dividends. Even better, their fees are the lowest in the industry, and their highly trained customer support team is based in New York, so they can answer your questions at any time. Betterment is a high-quality, efficient investing option that's safe, smart, and saves you time and money. Betterment, where life gets better. Sign up at betterment.com slash everydayeinstein and receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. So now you know more about scientific research papers and retractions, as well as how to keep up with what has been retracted and why. If you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, which I promise to try and read more carefully than I did that windshield wiper question, send me a message at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com or at twitter.com slash QDTEinstein. Till next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC-registered broker-dealer, and member FINRA SIPC. Investments are not FDIC-insured. No bank guarantee may lose value. Investing in securities involves risks, and there's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and betterments, charges, and expenses. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy or sell securities in jurisdictions where betterment and betterment securities are not registered.